This is Markin' Out. called All Elite Wrestling. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Marking Out Presents the Wednesday Night Wars, the ongoing Wednesday night saga for brand supremacy between AEW and NXT. We thank you so much for listening on the Marking Out Online Listening Experience Network. And another uh, another uh, podcast to, to your weekly Marking Out listening has Marking Out episode 466, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be out in two days that we recorded half of two days ago. Really weird. In a real weird time space here. But thank you. Uh, go rate and review subscribe on all your major podcasting applications. Um, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out, on Twitter, at Marking Out. Instagram and YouTube.com are both marking out 11. Uh, email us, out one at gmail.com. And also, we have merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Go scoop up some shirts. Thank you to everybody who has scooped them up during the holiday season and all the uh, OG uh, out people. We really we appreciate you. That we do. My name is Chris. I am being known as at Chris Sween Dog on Twitter. We also have the man, the myth, the legend. Brandon, you can follow on t- Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, hi again this week. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. You like that layup right there? The layup and alley-oop. Do we say alley-oop? No? Yeah, we could say alley-oop. It's football season. They don't even have, do they have like assists in football? No. I mean, I've seen some crazy plays, especially on the high school level where they like, the kid tips the ball up, it gets uh, picked up by a receiver, and then he knocks it out of his hands, and the kid that's on the ground catches it for a touchdown. It's crazy. Would there be a flag on the play if I just laid down? No, there'd be probably a stop at your clock to get you off the field. Oh. Because I feel like that'd be a good play if like, you, you distract your opponents by just lying down. <laughs> this isn't basketball where we could psych people out. I, I have no idea. I don't know the rules of anything. Yeah, I think I think that XFL. should exist. Well, yeah, I didn't see the rules. I know they released it. I know I entered a contest to uh, win tickets to get into the booth or something there. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Brandon, <laughs> you're not going to say anything, now. Imagine. I'm like, oh, like uh, what a maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> what a maneuver. By God. Um, and speaking of by God, let's uh, start with AEW this week. Uh, today, this is the anniversary edition. Now, last week was, uh, you know, homecoming. This week is the anniversary edition. The Memphis, um, best of Memphis uh, greats. They were hyping that thing up, too, but there was really nothing to do with that. Which was so stupid. They they hyped it up to the T, the highest of highest highs. And then they announced on the show, they're like, oh, by the way, if you want all this stuff, watch AEW Dark. Yeah. Which, by the way, before we even start, did you see those things where... Apparently, uh, Billy Gunn and his son teamed up last week on AEW Dark, but then they like didn't air it, and they said that it was never intended to be aired. 
And then they were airing it this week. But no, no, because they teamed up again this week. Oh, okay. What I didn't understand from that is because is is like if they never intended to air that, then why was AEW Dark so short this week? I don't know. Was it on this week's episode? Uh, it it would have been on this week's episode. Well, they they cut it. That's why it was so so short. Even though they claimed like, oh, it was never it was just a tryout. Was it supposed to be on? Yeah. So anyway, you start off the show with Memphis wrestling commentator Dave Brown on commentary along with the whole team, and you get a tag team match. In Which the uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but Memphis wrestling yes, when they say that is like what two thousand three? What year is this? Like old school, like eighties. I don't think it's the eighties. I think it's like newer, like because, yeah, you're wrong. because no, I don't think so. Because when was Grandmaster Sexay Brian Christopher? Was I it really, Memphis I, before he went to WWE's Grandmaster Sexay? He was Brian Christopher. Well, but but still, I think it was. I really do think it was like his post Grandmaster stuff. Okay, well, I'm gonna pull Dave here, and let's agree to disagree. But the first match, you had Kenny Omega and Adam Page picking up the victory over Private Party. Uh, you know, you had Hagman Page really not wanting to be there. Uh, I thought this match was, you know, super indie hype, quick, falsy match. Uh, that, yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, but Private Party, you know, Private Party can go. Uh, and the biggest, the bigger picture out of this match is the fact that uh, – Pac had Michael Nakazawa beat up because he wants a uh, one-on-one rematch with Kenny Omega. And Adam Page just drinks beers all through about the commercial break. What are your thoughts of, like, that new character of his? Where he comes out, he's all hyped up, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Well, like, I even discussed it last week on on Marking Out, where it's like he he just gets super drunk now. Hey, you know, he was at the highest of highs, and now he's the lowest of lows. But he put himself there. <laughs> like, I don't understand. So, I mean, all the, all the losing and stuff like that's getting him there. What, what, why was it called the anniversary? Oh, because it was the anniversary of AEW. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Uh, next up, something that I was really, really excited for, but I feel fell super flat, in my opinion, was Riho successfully defending her AEW Women's World Championship against the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander. But where, where did it match... fall short for you? The whole match it... or just like no, everything No, I thought the that... match was cool, everything that was involved, but then they started getting this whole Brandy Rhodes thing. She's on commentary. Her and Kong come down to the ring. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was really awesome that Dr. Luther now is, you know, that person that, the Nightmare Collective mentioned, I think, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, and then, like, too. they got involved, and then Statlander was like, you think she's, like, doing having this huge comeback against the Nightmare Collective for maybe for her to win, but she doesn't win. Rio picks up the victory over a roll-up, like... Yeah, well, see, here, my my whole thing, I liked, I liked the match itself. Brandy on commentary, I can't, for the life of me, take her on commentary. Can't take take her promos or anything. I think they're terrible. She called Excalibur Exhibit. Yeah, well, I, I, it's just not good, but uh, I liked the match with the exception of the, what is it, Mel? Is her name Mel? Yes, Mel. And Awesome Kong coming down to the ring. The, the ref, I feel like, should have been way more aware of everything that was going on. But 
like kneeled in the corner outside the ring checking on on Riho for like five minutes. How long was that segment with Statlander where Luther debuted? I was, it was a while. I don't know. I kind of zoned out of it. And then instead of like hyping up, See, it's the they they do the weirdest things because like two weeks ago or whenever it was when we saw Luther in the promo, we're like, oh my god, who is this guy? Blah blah blah. And the internet, everyone's like, oh, it's Doctor Luther. Like the the news sites and everything. We're like, we as in like people who aren't familiar with Japanese deathmatch wrestling. Who the hell is Doctor Luther? Well. If you, didn't, if you didn't follow the ref, the Wrestling Retribution Project, who's who's is that Father Dante? Nobody knows who that is. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, I've followed it, and I don't follow Japanese deathmatch wrestling, but I'm a fan of like knowing who people are and stuff like that, especially the older stuff. Um, it's like, like he's a Heart Dungeon graduate, I believe. He's best friends or whatever with Chris Jericho. I think he was Chris Jericho's uh, not maid of honor. What is it, groomsman? What is the yep, best man best or man. whatever? So it's like. Outside of that, why are we supposed to know him? Like commentaries, like, oh my god, is that that's is that Doctor Luther? That's Doctor Luther, and it's like we because don't we don't know again, who that is. Nobody knows who that is. That's they did the same thing when the Dark Order debuted. Nobody again, knows who again, that is. Is there are there more appealing? Whereas like WWE, they would kind of rebrand them and give them like a backstory and stuff like that. With AEW, they're working to that niche. Yeah, but you don't even need to rebrand them. Just give us back. Like, they they, no. they they gave us background information way after he debuted. They're like, by the way, if you don't know who that was, here's some facts about him. It's like, that that you, that's not how you do it. It took yeah. how long for them to, to even, like, put, like, a pin into, into the Dark Order to, to let us know who they were. Yeah, but they've kind of rebranded the Dark Order too from the Super being the Super Smash Brothers. Right, but but when they first debuted in AEW, they were the Dark Order. Yeah, which nobody knew who they were. Now people know who they are, and they I don't think they can care less. Yeah, or couldn't uh, care post less. post match though, Sheeta comes to the ring. Um, Big Swole comes out. I mean, I which I was know. hilarious by the way. Britt Baker was sitting ringside with Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida goes to make the save from Awesome Kong or Amazing Kong. I don't know what they're calling her there. And um, Britt Baker did I like that. I think they're just calling her Kong. I, I think there's. I think there was an Amazing Kong reference. Okay. I'm not sure though. But she did like the Jerry Seinfeld gift thing where from Curb Your Enthusiasm. But instead of leaving, he, she goes and sits back. She's like and like sits back down. Yeah. So they clearly they're playing up the fact that she's kind of pissed off that she went from being number one contender to being the least last ranked because she took yeah, she's the like pin. number five, right? Yeah, because she took the pin last week in the match. Yeah. Even though that match last week didn't make sense, and then going into this week, now that the the rankings are reset, Chris Statlander should have never had that title shot. I know. I, I really it would it should have been Khan because she's the only one with the win. I know, but you should be hyped up for Long Island people. Well, yeah, well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not hyped up. I'm not. I'm not. I, I would be disappointed if Statlander did not have that match. I feel like she should have won it because it would have been like, hey, this is somebody that was a scrub on AEW Dark a month ago, and now they're the, the women's champion. I think and it's she's 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 she has that appeal now. She's got this, and I said it before, she's got this cool gimmick. She's real good in the ring. Like let's let's put a hard R there. Real good in the ring, um, but 
I just lost my train of thought by doing that. I just think I just think that Kong is the next champion. You think so? Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing the whole like collective whatever it is. She's doing the hair gimmick. She's doing the whole WWE thing. It's it's the it. She's got to be the next to get it. Yeah, and then next week at Bash of the Beach, we have Hikaru Shida teaming up with Chris Statlander again to take on Kong and Mel. Mel, yeah. By the way, I have to give them props. Those are the best, like, title cards. Or like, you know how they have like the whole Miami Vice type gimmick to them. Well, it's kind of like didn't I? I feel like Janela had that for Spring Break. Yeah, that too. Uh, but it's uh, a pretty good staple of like '80s retro beach stuff. Next match, yeah, like Miami Vice, classic Miami Vice. Yeah. Yep. Next up, Sammy Guevara picks up the victory over Christopher Daniels. Which was cut off, interrupted by Penta, because yep, which... uh, I, I still I don't know. I questioned it at that time where whether or not it was supposed to happen when they did that that whole mist moonsault thing. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what they're running with. And he like challenged him to, to do the moonsault. And he's been even like last week, he was afraid to use it. Didn't use it. And then he's in his own head, man. I, this, I had not a storyline for me. I don't get it. Uh, but after the match, dark order comes out and evil Uno dressed, uh, in a shirt and jacket tells Chris Jericho. He's one of the best and he could be the best to get if he joins the dark order. And then a huge melee ensues. The SCU coming out, the Bucks coming out, and just everybody fighting and super kicks. And John Silver and Alex Reynolds are out there too. I like the fact that they didn't put them directly in their masks. Like they Did came out and then they, put them on? Yeah, and then put them on. So you can get a face to the wrestler. But they were both wearing the same type of trunks, which I liked. Um, I mean, it's their, it's their tag team gear. Yeah, it's their beer boys. Uh, we spoke about Pentagon Jr. coming out during this, the last match, but he had a match up next as they faced off against the brotherhood of Cody and Dustin Rhodes with Arn Anderson, and they get the win. Dustin hits final reckoning on Phoenix for the win. After the match, Tony Giovanni comes down and asks Cody if he's going to talk about MGF's demands, and Arn Anderson breaks him up. Yeah, for, was, I just I don't, to me Arn Anderson serves absolutely zero purpose here. Get uh, someone like Arn Anderson on the AEW team. That's but, it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, on TV though he serves zero purpose to me. Him and Tully have been I think comp- like there's no point. What is Cody taking like anything from Arn Anderson when you can't? He has there's zero. There's a zero. There's nothing yeah. in the end for Cody. A ring. He'll get a ring. Yeah, I would just get. You know, he's not gonna. I hope he doesn't win again against MJF. MJF needs to get the win. He needs to get the statement here when these guys finally face off. Um, and speaking of MJF, which him and wait, Worth- wait, wait, before we say that, I also have to say that I hate the fact that they're doing the whole. Uh, Goldust has been using the uh, Canadian Destroyer. Yeah, and that's not yeah. the end of the match. I don't understand here but in this case. The Canadian Destroyer the Canadian Destroyer has turned into a falsy. It just that's I hate that. Not even a falsy. Yeah. It's like he, I I whatever. It's like it's just it's just a move now. I don't think this match lived up to what I expected it to be. Okay. I enjoyed it. It just it just shows you the longevity that Dustin Rhodes has. 
As a wrestler? I saw somebody tweet out saying, uh, let's just like not beat around the bush, but this version of Dusted Rhodes is even better than Goldust has ever been. And it's like, uh, wouldn't say that. I don't know. That WrestleMania match they had a Roddy Piper. That was... Well, yeah, I mean, outside of like something like a gimmick match like that, he started wrestling like this at the end of his WWE career. So to say this version is better than that version it's to me it's the same he'd like he never the fans could chant you still got it but he never like didn't have it yeah or like what remember when jericho uh came back at the rumble and they chanted you still got it and he's like i never left it baby yeah now everybody's okay. just calling him fat i he's he, uh, honestly he's the best of all time flair definitely michaels up there. nope jericho if it's not, I'm telling you, if it's not Kurt Angle, it's Chris Jericho. No, it's Chris Jericho. It's Chris freaking Jericho. The guy can drink a bottle of Grey Goose and uh, still go out there and perform like a, uh, a maniac. Let's get well, on. I the hope next... he doesn't do that. He's the man. Uh, <laughs> next up, I spoke about it. Brandon cut me off because he had to be a mark about something. MJF comes to the ring with Wardlow. Uh, cuts a great promo talking about Cody Rhodes. He has to count a 10. Makes fun of Diamond Dallas Page, and then Diamond Dallas Page comes out. Yeah, uh, which was great, and he just—I love the fact that he's just like cutting this like nostalgia promo, and MJF's just sitting in the back, actually tweeting out on his phone. Yeah, when I was watching NXT, I happened to see a tweet from MJF saying, "When will this old guy shut up?" or whatever, <laughs> and I thought nothing of it. And then while I was watching, I I see MJF on his phone, so I figure he must have tweeted it then. And I thought that was hilarious. Oh, so great! Uh, but MJF comes back and says, "You know, he, uh, DDP cut like, oh hey, WCW this and another thing." Then MJF says, uh, "If he wants to get into his face." He doesn't want to do that because he's got some buds coming out, that being the butcher and the blade and the bunny. And he wants MJF wants DDP to kiss his ring. I also I did like the MJF promo saying that what he would do to one of Dallas Page's daughters. It was very online. Like there, I, I there was a I said I'm like, wow, he's getting away with this on TV. <laughs> it's, that, that, I mean, that it's... was my first thought. That was my third thought. I'm like, they're really going here with this. They're letting him do this. Oh, my God. And it probably gets away with that because of the catchphrase being bang. Yeah, that's exactly it. But then DDP tries to go for MJF. He's now cut off by the Butcher. The Butcher gets the diamond cutter. The Blade attacks DDP. He gets the diamond cutter. MJF powders out with Wardlow. And Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall come to help out. Um, this have, might have been my favorite segment of AEW. I think this was the most important, not in most important, but no. I do think, yes, this was my favorite. I, I, I would say this was the reason there. to tune into AEW was this segment. I sat there and I just thought to myself, I'm like, wow. And this is the kind of mark I am like, wow. The guitar player of one of my favorite bands is getting a diamond cutter from one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm like, Wow. And now like, we have uh, a match week, set up, yeah. Big match next week. The return to – I'm sorry, but I'm watching AEW next week. Where am I on <laughs> – okay, I got an early game so I can be home. I get. I have DVR anyway. Regardless, that's one ProWrestlingTees.com slash market out. Next week, Bash the Beach. It's the Butcher and the Blade and MJF. 
versus QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, and the freaking returning Diamond Dallas Page. First match in a ring since what? Like, what do you think? Like 2003? No. Like, what would you like us? Not even, I mean, this is a tag match, but. No, he's going to get the diamond cutter, and that, that, that's going to be it. I mean, so... He's going to get there on MJF. So you could kind of compare it to a Rumble appearance. Oh, true. That's right. He had that Rumble appearance. That was awesome. Yeah, I think he's had multiple, like, recent appearances. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Who, who's in that? that? The, 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 yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll ask later. <laughs> okay. Next up, this is maybe my favorite match of the night. With Jurassic Express picking up the victory over Best Friends, everybody got their spot to shine in this thing. That was this match. This match was a fun six-man match. I love Trent when he's beating up Marco Stunt. He's just like, this is really weird, guys. He's like looking at his ring and they're like, yeah, we know. We know. He's like, guys, I don't know if I can do this right now. The part I that, that I, didn't, the, I didn't like the whole, like how Marco Stunt, I get that you kind of have to maybe do it, but... I don't. I didn't like the whole cartoonish little guy. Yeah, but that I he feel was, like, like he like, was like, like stomping around like, oh, I'm a little hothead. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna do it. I, I I really did not like that. But you you're not that big of a fan of like comedic no. style wrestling. But it's not even to me. That's not funny. Why? It's just that wasn't funny. That I that well, I would never. It, why is it funny? I can't say why something wasn't funny to me. It just was not funny to me. I think right. I and I think you could like go the comedic route with it, but I would rather see him be taken as like a serious competitor. And I and I feel like it, like if you go watch Mexican wrestling, it's. He, he's not taller than the the guys down there. Dave. He's not taller than Dave. Right. And the guys in Mexico, though, they work normal. They work. It's like a normal match. It's not like a comedy spot. And I don't want to see Marco Stunt get pushed down to a quote-unquote comedy spot. Well, out of that trio, it's like you have like the – the, the pinpoint of the Jurassic Express is Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jungle Boy Jack or Jungle Boy, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> um, that's the, the focal point of the thing. And then you have to have your ancillary characters building around them. Like when Kofi Kingston went for his WWE, t- uh, you know, WWE title run, he was the focal point of the New Day. The, the other guys kind of sprayed, kind of popped out of the back. There'll be that time. You know, they hyped up Jack Jack Perry saying, oh, this is his first win in AEW. They really hyped it up. And, like, um, whatever his name is, Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt kind of fed around him for it. I just feel like if you have... That's a part of working in a trio. It's like but, everyone's going to get their time to shine yeah, but right if you now. Were, but if you apply it the way they apply it in Mexico, it wouldn't be the way they were doing it here. Okay. Like it, it, I, that's why I, I really, really wish that WWE, like, normalized... El Torito instead of making him like a comedic like bull spot whatever like that's why like the WLC match that they had was fantastic amazing maybe one of the best matches of the last decade and then he had the the spot in the elimination chamber that was like it was like a normalized spot and if they just if they if they helped normalize people of that size to do like and have normal like even smaller than Rey Mysterio to have normal matches 
this wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a comedy spot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's put a point in there for that. I mean, I I agree with you on that on certain points. I don't agree with you on certain points. But, but again, Orange Cassidy is a comedy spot. Orange Cassidy is a comedy spot, but he can go. That's the thing. He gets the kicks in, and but he's he's doing dives and he's doing you know lucha esque stuff. So yeah, next up, your main attraction of the evening. Will John Moxley become a member of the Inner Circle? Will he get forty nine percent? Of Inner Circle LLC, will he get this two million dollar car that now now's a seventy five million dollar seventy five hundred dollar car? And his answer was yes. <laughs> not seventy five hundred, seventy five thousand. What? Regardless, that's two pro wrestling seats that comes like marking out. He says yes. They celebrate for a, which I thought was it way was, too yeah. long. And the music kept like coming on, shutting off. Kept going nuts. He kept rubbing things, and then he just said, "No, I'm not doing this." And he smashed a fake bottle of bubbly over his head and escapes. Which I like. It was weird. Like he sends Sammy and Swagger out of the ring, and they like leave. I don't know how how far away they got to not like save Jericho from the the time that Ambrose or Moxley says. By the way, I was just joking. <laughs> I know. I was. Just, I sat there. I'm just like, are they really gonna keep celebrating? Yeah, I don't like. Where did they disappear to? But I, I liked. I liked the the Wrestle Kingdom mention. <laughs> Yeah, so that was I. cool, and I liked, I I liked the the bottle smash was cool, but when when Swagger eventually got into the ring, he picked up another bottle and it broke on the spot. Like as he picked it up, it broke. Yeah, and like the 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 sparkling wine wasn't doing what it should have done, I guess, where it like shot everywhere. Yeah, true. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it sets up whatever the next. What's the next big uh, revolution? Resolution? Revolution, I think, or resolution. I, I have no idea. Yeah, revolution. Be- it's just no, but it's so weird because you have Bash at the Beach, which then the next week leads into the Rock and Rager Wrestling Cruise. Yep. Which that's cool that they're airing live on a cruise ship. That got that Tony Khan money. Yeah. But I just I thought this was a very 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 weak ending to a, I agree. a television program. I don't think it was very 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 weak, but I thought it was just like I thought I thought so I because like, it was just it went on too long. It didn't make it didn't make enough sense for me to like think it was good. And where where's Santana and Ortiz? I feel like we haven't seen them. Well, next week they're on. They're, who are they facing next week? I don't know. I know they're facing somebody bashing the beach, but. Anyway, AEW, I thought the highlights for me for the first part of uh, the women's title match, the Butcher and the Blade and MJF segment, and that uh, the six-man match. Highlights for me on NXT was everything, because I thought NXT was the better show this week. We'll talk about ratings going into later in the show. But you kick off the show with the new NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, cutting a little promo. She then gets cut off by Tony Storm, who says, hey, remember the last time you held the title? Well, let's do that again. Then got cut off by Tony, uh, Kaylee Ray. Then gets cut off by Yoro Shirai. Then Bianca Belair. Then Candice LeRae. It then sets up a six-woman match in which Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, and Candice LeRae pick up the victory over Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. I like the fact that they... Hyped up NXT UK on NXT. 
So it was great for all the fans that watch NXT. Oh, hey, guess what? I have the network. I don't pay attention to NXT UK. Let's mention this pay-per-view. Maybe I'll watch it over the weekend. Yeah, it's nice. I liked because not only does it hype up NXT UK TakeOver Black Bull 2, it hypes up Worlds Collide. Yeah. Which, which no, takes and that too, which in... they were, they see because then they see that it's going to be a free Ripley uh, wins. I mean, Rhea Ripley will defend her title against Tony Storm. Yeah. Which is which will be cool. Um, I forgot how great I because I don't watch NXT UK. I don't know if you do, Brandon. Not no no I haven't. And no, she she is facing Rhea Ripley for the title at Worlds Collide. Yes. But she has to get through uh, Kaylee Ray, who has the most obnoxious voice. <laughs> and she, I mean, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that as a good thing, especially as a heel. You want that because people boo the heck out of you. Which was great. Um, next up, your first match of the night was Imperium picking second. up the victory. Second, sorry. First tag team match of the night. There we go. Still, uh, still second. <laughs> Uh, it was a six-minute, six-woman match, right, Brandon? Get it right. Imperium picks up the wind over the Forgotten Sons. Yeah, first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, Forgotten Sons went from almost winning the tournament last year to being eliminated in the first match. Fall from grace that they've had in tag team wrestling, but I get it because you, Imperium's a big force in NXT UK, and you want to kind of show that in this NXT tournament. Mitchum Coolback. I was all cool about Matt Riddle's promo. Such a bro promo. He's like, and then he's like, and then Pete Dunn went like this. And now we're and the broserweights. <laughs> and then I went like this. And now we're the broserweights. Um, but next up, singles action in Austin Theory, picking up the victory of Joachim Wilde. Joachim? Joachim? Yeah. Whatever. I like to put a little pizzazz on it. You're like Le Champion. So it proves me wrong that they're not going to repackage Austin th- Theory. Uh, and I also have to say his entrance was pretty cool. His uh, video, his Tron and everything. I like that. Yeah. It was like a universe. Of it was sorts. like Tron. But I could like literally do without Joaquin Wilde. Why? I, I He's been doing this gimmick for how many years now? And I have hated, hated that, that party DJ horn gimmick. Since the inception of it, since you first heard it in like 2008 or whatever, the what was, dun, 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 the take DJ Z. Um, oh, I don't remember. What it was, was Robbie called. and uh, Jesse Goddard's. Yeah, what are they called. Oh man, and it was great. It was such an awesome tag team. I, yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay, we digress. Continue, Brandon. No, that's what I just hate that DJ horn. All right, but Austin Theory looking uh, to pick up uh, AW and make himself an established force in the mid-card division. Another first-round match of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic in which the Undisputed Era picks up the victory over the NXT UK champions, Gallus, in a NXT versus NXT UK Tag Team Champion match. Um, thought this was great. Uh, whatever. What do you, what did uh, Marnell call the the Flewsbury flop over the top rope? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was kind of kind of weak. Not gonna lie. What is the match? No, the match was awesome. Oh, I was like, he, what are you talking he, about? <laughs> um, Wolfgang, no, Wolfgang threw Joe Coffee over the top rope. 
Oh. And he's like, that flows very flop. I'm like, what does that even mean? So, yeah, but yeah, liked, just picking up the that. era. It's just they're keeping uh, keeping it going. And uh, and they um, it was Mark Coffee, I believe. By the way, I I don't know. Yeah, Joe is the the brother. The other one, the leader of Gallus. Um, yeah, because he's facing Walter. Yes. Which uh, they they announced, I believe, before this match or after this match, maybe the Kushida's mystery tag team partner. It was after this. It was after this? Yeah, because they had the video package for Andrews and Webb after this also. And then later in the night they had, oh, yeah, now and she's part is going to be. Yeah, Alex Shelley. Alex Alex Shelley, the time splitters are reuniting for the first time in like four years. And Brandon talked about this, uh, was it last week? I probably yeah. I've been talking <laughs> you know, about I've been talking about this since they announced Kushida was gonna have a mystery partner, which I think was last week. <laughs> no, but this but but speaking of the ratings wise, they all these new Japan marks that watch AEW, they're gonna they're gonna like, Oh my god, I have to see the time splitters. Which is oh what I god. was gonna say earlier when you said, Oh, I am a hundred percent watching Bash of the Beach, how could you not tune watching- in to see the time splitters? Because I will, I have to watch it. I have to watch my boy Andy Williams, the butcher, face off against Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, but you could watch that on DVR. I know, but I could watch NXT on DVR too. Yeah, but this is a reunion. I know, but this, this is year, Alex Shelley has never been in WWE. Diamond Dallas Page is in a match, not a rumble. It doesn't matter. All right, but you don't matter. You, he's John- probably going to do the spot that you said. I don't think he's going to be working the full thing. No, it'd be okay, very, come- very interesting if he does. But I am hyped. I, I like. How could it not come down to like Imperium and uh, and the Time Splitters with Time Splitters going over? Because maybe they're just bringing Alex Shelley in for a cup of coffee. I know he came in as a guest trainer allegedly a couple months ago. Yeah, not allegedly. He did. Him and Saban were both down there. But I really, really hope this is like them winning the title, the the tournament. No, because it's going to be Matt Riddle and and. Pete Dunn, we know this it's, already. It is that is Every that is a year. random, a really random team that that's who probably will win. But I'm really pulling for time splitters, not just a one and done. It, it coming down, it could be undisputed era versus time splitters, which we've kind of seen that match before. That I, that took place at Wrestle Kingdom. Red Dragon nine, yeah. yes, one of it was like I mean, Young Bucks were involved in that match, and I forget who else was involved, but it was like a four way. Yeah, no, but that's going to be a big reason for people to tune in NXT next week. Um, but it's probably going to be Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne because, like, who are the past Dusty Cup winners? It was Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. One was uh-huh. AOP, so you had... Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. It wasn't always just, like, a weird random pairing. Yeah, but two out of, I think two out of four of them have been. Well, because you have... Uh, you had... Ricochet and Alistair Black, who, who yeah. sort of became that tag team due to like them coming up to Raw and doing the whole Dusty Classic thing. But I, I would like to see some sort of n- not just be these weird random teams and have like an actual team yeah. win. Yes, yes. Next up, well, actually, we jumped ahead about the whole. It, also, it was, it was Alice, uh, the in 2018 was undisputed error. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. All right, do you think they do it again? Well, different versions of undisputed error, but 
Next up, you had a riveting promo from Johnny Gargano talking about how Finn Balor left and he made NXT, you know, to extraordinary heights, making fun of him about being the extraordinary man that does extraordinary things. Finn yeah. Balor comes out, cuts a heel promo, sets up a match for NXT TakeOver uh, Portland. I thought this was a, a fantastic segment. I like Johnny saying, like, if you know what happened when they asked you to come up to the main roster? You did. You left. And you know what happened when they asked me back in August or whatever it was? I said no. I stayed here. I When I say I'm NXT for life, I'm NXT for life. Yeah. But I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this match. Yeah. Two guys with great abs. That's it. Does, <laughs> does Gargano have abs? Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with his body. Uh, next up, <laughs> next up, Mia Yim picks up oh, up a quick victory over Kaden Carter, uh, the bigger. Which before you go into the bigger portion of this, they it was the weirdest thing they they told they said she was enhancement talent. Okay, who Kaden Carter, who we've seen on NXT before, yeah, and they announced she's from. The Dudley's Academy. Yeah, but where do they say she's from? The yeah, Philippines, uh, I think. Okay, I was and I, they might have. I don't know. They, I think they were trying to like hype her up being from like the Philippines, and I, someone on commentary was yelling, "She's right here from Orlando." <laughs> if that's so, how that went, I'm almost certain that's how that went from my I'll, memory. I'll have to go back and watch it again. But the bigger story out of this match was after the match, as a nice in ring. Hug out between Mia Yim and Caden Carter. Chelsea Green comes out of nowhere and attacks both of them, more Caden Carter, and then she is helped. She is escorted out to the ring by none other than Robert Stone, Robbie, Rob Strauss. Uh, he was on Amazing Race. Where do you even get glasses like that? Uh, he's been doing that for a while. That was part of the whole Rod, Rob Strauss gimmick. But anyway, saying. It's the year of the Rob Strauss band, brand, and he has signed the hottest free agent, and that being Chelsea Green. So she's been having herself a good couple weeks. I hope VXT is not done. I hope like I hope this was like a TNA sort of thing where we yeah, see one recruit one, and then and then the next. <laughs> yeah, although that happened the same night, I believe, if I remember correctly. But this is a huge shot in the arm to the women's division. I do hope Perazzo's next. Yeah, I hope so that. too. I mean, do, she's got her think... shirt on. Do you think? Well, that's no, that's Chelsea's shirt. I know, but they have it, like they do have matching shirts. It's like the it, I was driving in Florida, and they had I completely forget what the sign was now, and but I don't think we have them in New York, and it was literally their two logos, Chelsea really? Green's and then Deanna Perazzo's. Yes, it was literally that logo, and I was like, I wonder if like they came up with that driving around Orlando. Probably not. <laughs> I really, I, I wish I remember what the sign was, but I, uh, do you think this is a, a rib at, uh, Zack Ryder of sorts? Why? Because he's with, she's, well, he's, Robbie E is with Zack Ryder's fiance and uh -huh. Robbie E had Zack Ryder's basic gimmick after Zack Ryder had what he was going with. No, I think you're thinking too into it. <laughs> I mean, probably, but. Yeah, I, I'm pumped about this though. I'm excited. And. I've said this. 
you know, she's one of one of my favorite female wrestlers, not just because she's dating Zack Ryder, but she's actually real, real good. Um, and I'm excited to see her more on my television set. Absolutely. But uh, hope I, I would love to see the hot mess gimmick, but hey, listen. Maybe we will at some point, just now's not the time for it. Yeah, for sure. Main sure. event of NXT saw Keith Lee pick up the victory over Dominic Dijakovic. Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes to become the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship. Two things about this match. Number one, everybody stood out in this match. Everybody got their time to shine. Especially, you know, Cameron Grimes has that, like, flipping crossbody gimmick. He did it on Keith Lee. That was so awesome. I know Bully Ray was just like, they they can't have him do these spots anymore to, to little small guys to protect Keith Lee. And two, I like the fact that they're having Keith Lee go for the North American Championship. I thought one of them for sure was going to be Keith Lee's mustache now being there. <laughs> He's got a new hat. Oh, my God. Um, no, well, he, he had the... He did not have that. That mustache, that no. full beard is brand new. He had the, the chin. He thing. had he had it on the indies. When he oh. showed up as that like that, I was like, what is going on? Because <laughs> it literally like grew, I guess, over the, the, the break. Yeah, that's it. Hey, but Keith, yeah, this out. was this was a fantastic match, and I, I think it was. I think he was the clear winner to go up against Roddy. Yeah, but again, how do you feel about that? Like Keith Lee hitting all these big these spots, all these smaller guys, kind of where you want to protect him as like the big guy. Well, I mean, who's the, the nobody in this match, with the exception of Cameron Grimes, who I don't think is even that small. No, he's, I mean, compared to these guys, and these guys are tall dudes, but I, you know, I, I, let's just, Cameron, I mean, I mean not... he's six foot himself, so. Really? Yeah. Wow. Build wow. at least, yeah. Build, but yeah, no, the future's bright with NXT, especially with the, three out of these guys are still going to go back and do their thing. You know, there was, I, oh, I watched it before and I marked out about one spot, but I forget what it was. Um, yeah, the spirit bomb at the end was great because as he had Cameron Grimes like lifted up over his head, he's screaming. I was like, oh man, so cool. So yeah. cool. So it's going to be, uh, when will this Roddy Keith Lee match be happening? Probably take over Portland. Do you think, do you think it's time for uh, Keith Lee to get the strap? Especially how hot he's been uh... coming off the Survivor Series. That, and like you like, see, the dominoes starting to fall with Undisputed Era. You know, first they lose the North American title, then maybe the tag team titles after the Dusty Classic. I don't know because I, I don't know. I still feel like they should definitely end. They should, if they want to, like pick up the ratings and defeat AEW. They they should definitely have NXT main event Mania. It's not happening. It, it definitely, most likely, won't. But. Especially when they still do the takeover events, but you never know. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, ratings wise, AEW wins this week by a staggering amount. A little over two hundred thousand people more tuned into AEW than NXT. Their uh, yes, their viewing went down though, and NXT went up. So what do you mean? Like less people watched from last week than they did this week, and more people watched this week than last week for NXT. Yeah, because last week was a wrap-up show. It was nothing new. Which I still have no idea why they decided to not do live. Why? 
Well, I mean, when you want to like, maybe they just really don't care about the ratings because the product is so much better. But <laughs> not to half the people on the internet, Brandon. More than half, but. But yeah, so AEW one. I thought NXT was the better wrestling show this week. I thought AEW had its character development and stuff like that, and things that they needed to do. But there was a couple things that were a little iffy to me. Um, so and Brandon feels the same way. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the Wednesday Night Wars, folks. Thank you for listening to this uh, podcast on the Marking Out Online Listening Experience Network. And until next week, next week we'll talk about more AEW, more WWE NXT, and Brandon will geek out over the time splitters, and I'll geek out about Andy Williams. Until then, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, Twitter.com slash Marking Out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 Email us, out one at gmail.com. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. And until next time, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a look for the chocolate cake. And then...